Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. There's the green light. Uh, welcome to Saturday Night Life. My name is Aaron and I will be your host tonight. <laughs> SNL is a ministry of Northridge Church. You're all welcome to experience everything that Northridge has to offer. After tonight, we meet Sunday mornings and look forward to seeing you again. If you have kids, ask someone about the different free programs and activities we offer during the week. Northridge and SNL are proud to partner with Hope for Freedom Society. We are big fans of this ministry and count ourselves fortunate to work alongside them this way. Celebrate Recovery is a place to experience freedom from life's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. We have a group that meets Friday nights just down the road at Highway Church, and there are literally CR groups all around the world. If you know that you're going to be moving out of town and want to know more about how to connect with CR, where you'll be living, just let us know. We like to celebrate, celebrate recovery here at Saturday Night Life. If you're comfortable sharing where you're at in your recovery, Take a moment to stand and share your milestone. Congrats, Sean. That's awesome. Way to go, Isaac. Nice. That's awesome, Chris. Nice. Good job, Damien. Anybody else? And I think I have around 25 days, somewhere in there. Take the Bible with, with you wherever you go. YouVersion is a Bible app for your phone. It also has Bible studies and the ability to highlight and share what you're reading. Check it out the next time you have access to your phone. If you don't have access to a hard copy of the Bible, we have one just for you. Just connect with a leader following the service and we'll make sure you get one. All our SNL services are streamed live on Facebook. Hey, everybody on Facebook, everybody online. Uh, during the week, you can watch the replay on YouTube or check out our podcast version on Spotify. If you're watching online right now, stay connected by liking, following, or subscribing so that you never miss a service. We serve coffee because we want to encourage you to linger and hang out. So make sure to refill your cup and enjoy a good conversation. Also, the dishwasher is currently broken. If you want to be a special blessing this week, please stick around and lend a hand to get them washed for tomorrow morning. In fact, if you really want to be a hero, look to help out tomorrow morning as well because we're going to need to get them washed ahead of the Spanish service. Take some time to check out the free clothing available for you tonight. It has been brought especially for you, so don't be shy, take as much as you want. Uh, we have some brand new chair protocols First, please don't move the chairs to a special spot, especially at the back of the room. Uh, we put some time and effort into the arrangement of the chairs and want you to be a part of things. Second, if you're available to help add some more chairs after tonight's service, that would be very much appreciated. Finally, if you're able to help take away the side sections after tomorrow's service, that would also be appreciated. Once again, we're glad you're here 
If you've got your Bible, you can open it to the book of Mark and get ready to learn a little more about Jesus. He's the reason we're here. Nicely done. Hello, everybody. I, what? Yeah, I know. No, you know what? I have been keeping them clean all summer as a guy. I know, all summer. And for those who can't see you in the back, uh, there's a lady, Diana, who comes up here every now and then, and she's so impressed with my shoes. She's been taking pictures of my shoes. And as you know me, since I was the time of 13, I've never had white shoes for longer than two days because I'd be stomping in the mud and, 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 and just, well, just generally destroying them. Yeah, hey, new shoes, nice. <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's, for, for me, it's a huge accomplishment. For me, normally, but so... My biggest, I'm wearing it just to come here to see you guys, and I go, and, 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 I, and I wear it just, and I wear it to go to, you started it, Janelle, so I'm going to finish it, and, and then I, I wear it to church, and then I go straight home, and I kick them off like I'm a kid, and then I put on my play shoes, and then I, and, and, then I, and they're gray, so I don't have to worry about making them dirty white, and that being said, I also have a pair of white shoes that are now no good anymore either. Um... <laughs> I'm a little hyper. I had a bunch of, I had some coffee. I went and visited the guys at Helen. And I don't know what, where's, is Jamin, is he here? Yeah. I don't know what you put in that coffee, son, but, oh, it was, it was black like this. And then I put cream in it and it was just a shade lighter than this. It was serious business. But the, so I'm a little, a little jittery. Um, I got to tell you, uh, when I, I had a fantastic visit at the house, I really enjoyed being at Helen with you guys today. And, and, and I think out of all the years that, that, that I've been doing this for you with, with, with Helen and me coming up here, I don't know. I think, I feel like there's something going on in the house and there's something going on with SNL and, 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 and our church period, our church period. Because David was talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, mean, I think it was last, sorry, last week and, and blessings of the Holy Spirit. And, and I really felt God last week when we were talking and, and, and then I hear uh, Pastor Larry talking about the Holy Spirit to you guys, and where'd he go? Yep, I'm sorry. I'm brutal with names. Sean, Sean. I didn't hear you say it, but I remembered it. So I, Sean is talking about the feeling of the Holy Spirit, and I really do believe that he is working in each and every one of us. And, and uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's crazy amazing, and it's the answer to our sobriety. And it's our answer to all our challenges. And it's our answer to well, every, every question, he's the answer. And uh, before I get to, I tell you, I jacked up on the coffee. So we'll get, get the, the, I just, this, I want to kind of continue on from last week. When, and if you recall, Jesus was walking past, just past. And this is the part I love so much is that he was just, he had no intention to stop him. He was just walking, walking past the other end. And he didn't force his help. He didn't force his love. He just, the guys were like, hey. And he came and helped, and he's still doing that. And, and we're going to read out of, out of, uh, read out of the chapter seven. Uh, we got her up there, chapter seven. I hate turning my back on you guys, but I, I'm gonna, so I'll read out of, out of here. Uh, so one day, and this, and just bear in mind too that, that, that this is, uh, this is right after he fed the five thousand. 
out of with a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread, or uh, the barley bread, which it doesn't sound super appetizing, but barley bread nonetheless. And then, and then he would, like I said, he walked on the water. So these guys are like, the Pharisees and teachers are coming, and they're like, I gotta, we're going to check out this Jesus guy. And I, I was reading in my study that the teachers and the Pharisees, when people were, when they, they would get the word of somebody preaching or somebody talking, they go, we got to check this guy out, see if he's, he, he's, he's uh, on behalf of the Jewish people, right? Like, who knows? This Jewish guy could be talking about a bunch of rubbish that made no sense or try to take advantage of the people. So we'll start with this, verse 1. One day some, of the Pharisees, uh, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand-washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, did not eat until they poured water over their cupped hands, as required by ancient traditions. Similarly, they didn't eat anything from the market until they immersed their hands in water. And then in my Bible, or my Bible here, it's got different things, different ways they washed at the time. They had a whole pile of different reasons of and, and, and ways to wash their hands for clearly different events. Uh, but this one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremony washing of cups and pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law asked them, why don't your disciples, sorry, why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without performing the hand-washing ceremony. Oh, speaking of eating, if anybody comes close to me, I had steak with a whole pile of garlic today. Poor Christian came and gave me a hug. I was like, hi, Christian. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully I didn't knock you over with the garlic. So just, I'm, I'm all for hugging. Just be prepared that you might be hit with a little bit of something. Uh, and I'll do this. But anyhow, uh, so it says, Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people will honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, You skill skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold your own tradition. For instance... Moses gave you this, this law from God to honor your mother and father. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of their father or their mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for, for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give, my, give to God what I, what, I, what I would have given to you. In this way, you have disregarded them in their needy, uh, disregard them their need, sorry. Let me try that again in English. In this way, I told you it was the coffee. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And, you so, and so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example of, a month, of many others. And, and this, this makes me, this is a, just a carryover of what I was saying, how God's love, he doesn't care. He doesn't care that I show up in a t-shirt like this. He doesn't care that I got, well, I am pretty happy about my shoes, but he didn't care about my shoes. He didn't care about my haircut. I remember, I hope you guys remember, maybe you guys weren't here, but I had these similar shoes, and my wife thought I was nuts. But the one shoe was white, and it was, when I bought the shoe, I was, like, I was on the shelf, and it was in all these, it was white with all these 80 fluorescent colors, like blue, green, and yellow. And, and, and I said, I want that shoe. And the guy goes, well, I got to tell you, the other shoe doesn't match. 
I'm like, what? What do you mean it doesn't match? And for, he, was, he was legit right. It was a navy blue shoe with the same stupid neon colors. And I brought it home. My wife's like, what is the matter with your head? And, 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 and this is the funny thing. I remember going to church. I'm not sorry. I remember people going to church and seeing people. When I lived in a small town, Princeton, and seeing people get dressed up. And I think, there's no way I can go to church. I'm too poor. I can't have nice clothes. God does not remotely care. He doesn't care if you're struggling with, with, with heroin. He doesn't care if you're struggling with bipolar. He doesn't care if you're an addict of any sort or imagine. The, 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 the doubt, the uh, apprehension is not Jesus. That is not, that's not what God wants. Openly, he accepts you with love. He says right here, you hypocrites, when you, were, you honor these people with your lips, but their hearts are far from me. And, and it says the word of man and tradition of man only promote man. It, didn't, it wasn't nothing that they were doing was to elevate Jesus and bring them closer to Jesus. Washing their hands, how are you getting that closer to God? And, and, and the, the weight of God's word in, in, in our struggles with our sobriety and, and with our, our, our just... God's word sticks and carries on and helps. The traditions are only surface. The only, and I remember too, growing up as a young man, going, oh, that guy looks fantastic. That is a good looking pair of shoes that man has. Or, or, or he'd look at the car. I remember in the 80s, I'm an 80s kid, it was a T top Camaro. You pull it off the T top Camaro, and then there was the fire chicken, the, the Trans Am on the top with the big bird we call it the fire chicken because we were envious and insulted the guys that had them but they so envious i love that car but all those things fade away all those things fade and now now i don't so much cover the trans am anymore but that's what changes too right i mean that you if you stick with god from the time from day one forever he doesn't change his love still changes the stupid Trans Am, now I'd like, you know, maybe I like a different car, or maybe I like another pair of shoes. They're not the Nike high tops anymore, or the Storm Rider I used to wear, but, which I thought was cool, but it's kind of lame now at 56 years old. So it's what I mean. It, it, the, your, your, your ideas and these traditions and, and these things, they don't stay. They all pass away. And, and the, the part I truly love is what God is, God is interested in our heart. He is interested in who we are personally. He doesn't care that I had a white and a blue shoe, and aside from my children, which drove them nuts too. And in verse 9, uh, you skillfully sidestep the law in order to hold on to your own tradition. And the, the fact that this is, to, is, think about it this way. You've set aside, you have money that you've set aside for, for, for what you say is for God, but your mother, or, or, or the greatest commandment is love your God, and secondly, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You see your neighbor starving. You see your neighbor with no clothes or some no shoes, but you promised this to God. So you've claimed for your excuse. God wants you to help that. He wants that person. He wants the expression of his love. He wants you to be the reflection of him, not, not the guy that's hoarding all this money going, Sorry, so sorry, Steve. You know what? I got it for God. I'm going to give it to God. You, you know what? Next week, I'll have some money coming to me, but you can be hungry now. That's not at all what God wants. And if anybody thinks that's what he wants, 
you, you got your priorities or your understanding mixed up. And, and the fact that the disregarding of the needy over, your, over ridiculous traditions or excuses. And, and it just blows me away. It's, just a, it just, it's such an insight and reflection of, of when, when we need help. When we call upon the Lord himself. He doesn't go, just a minute, Steve. I'm, talk, I'm talking to Jen right now. I'm talking to Jen. I, I can't listen to you right now. He's like, no, you know what? I'm going to talk to you, Jen, and I'm going to listen to you, Steve, and I'm going to listen to you, Sean. I'm going to listen to you, Timmy, everybody. He wants to hear it all. That was the cross. He died on the cross specifically for that. That love on that cross wasn't to, to hide away the blessings and hide away his love it was to demonstrate publicly his love and his forgiveness for us. And, and I'm just going to keep reading. Then Jesus, then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen and try to understand. It is not what goes into your body that defiles you. And this is the crazy thing about it, right? These, these people are worried about their washing their hands. Or I may have been in construction for 30 years. The crap I've eaten that stuck to my hands that went in with my sandwich at the same time, I've been long since defiled if that was their, their, their concern. But it's gross. It's gross. I totally admit it is gross, but that's like he said, it, it, you're defiled by what comes from your heart. From our, from our, our and, and I want to keep going because it's, then Jesus went to the house and, and, and to get away from the crowd and the disciples asked him what it meant, what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either? Can't you see that the food you put in your body can de cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart. But listen to that. It doesn't go into your heart. But only passes through. And, and you know that the final outcome. It's such a gross sentence to have in the Bible too when you think about it, right? It really is grim. I don't know why I'm so sensitive to this whole thing. Passes through your stomach and then into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food was acceptable in God's eyes. And now this, I'll pay attention. Pay attention to this. And then he added, it's what comes from inside that defiles you. Listen to number, the first. From within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts. Before every stupid thing we do, before every stupid action we make, we go, hey, that seems like a pretty good idea. Right? Hey, that, that, that Trans Am looks pretty nice. I'm going to go in completely in debt for that Trans Am. And I did that when I was a kid. I'm like, that is a wicked car. And I was completely broke. I never bought a Trans Am. I bought a stupid Jeep. And, and I was dead broke. I had no money. And then it says, from every, I got a quote, actually. I'm going to read this quote. Out of every word, every outward act of sin is preceded by an inward act of choice. Therefore, Jesus begins with the evil thought from which the evil action comes. A man named William Barclay. I really like that, actually. Because like I say, for every stupid thing that we do, for every bad idea that we thought was good, comes next. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, now, I, I, the King James calls slander, calls it blasphemy, and it says the insult, insulting of man and or God. 
pride and foolishness, all these things, sorry, all these vile things come from within, and they are what defile you. Now, understand this completely. I mean completely. We've all done this. Steve's done it. I stand up here not because I'm pure of any heart, or, or, or I'm, I had evil thoughts. I have had, like I don't. Like, I, I still have evil thoughts. I still have. Well, I don't want to murder anybody. I'll be crystal clear on that. I've never wanted to kill anybody. But you know what I mean? You still, there's still chunk going through our head. And Jesus understands that. The Lord understands that. Because we can turn to him and go, you know what? I, God, I, I just thought of something that was so bad. Or, God, I just did something so bad. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's laid at his feet, and he'll never bring it up again. Ever. No matter what we have done, no matter... This is driving me nuts. No matter what we have done, no matter what... There's the, he will not go, you know what, Steve? You've, you've said my name in vain too many times this last month. This is driving me nuts, Steve. You're, I'm booting you out of heaven. I'm booting you out of my forgiveness said the Bible never. Adultery, my son, not my son, but my son that was here talking at worship last week, he went with his buddy to Whistler to have some fun and you know, just mountain bike riding, hiking. Well, he went with a friend because he, his whole summer long, he, he, he was, I was telling him he was working as a fishing guide. So he invited his friend, friend down they landed in Whistler, and the first thing the kid did, I don't know nothing about this, but the kid went on Tinder and found a, a person to spend his time with. I don't know if you swipe right or left, but I know you swipe something. And, and, and so my son was like, hey, dude, we were going to go fishing. It's bros before fishing, right? Or whatever you want to say it is, because the rest, I don't know the rest. Well, I, I know it, but I'm not going to say it. But the, 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 he was like, he was just mystified. And blown away that, 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 hey, pal, let's go fishing. And this kid just, this kid comes from a broken home and, a, and a, he has a, admittedly, and, and, and thank God my son has a, a mature enough heart that he understands that this boy has a hurt heart. And that he was reaching, is, and it was reaching out for just a fraction of what he thought might have been love. A moment of just, a feel-good moment, but it's a moment, it's an empty moment, as we all understand. This tender thing is ridiculous. I don't completely get it, thank God, because I'm a 34, married for 30 years plus, and I can't even imagine uh, doing this left-right thing. I honestly, God, don't know what, what it's about, but I know that you pick up people, and people, but it's, it's if, it, if there could be a more bang-on definition of a collection of hurt people, that you're going to go, Meet somebody that night to satisfy for your sexual immorality, your adultery, your wickedness, your deceitfulness. Because I'm sure there's not a lot of honesty going on that night with anybody, right? And, and regardless of that, he doesn't hold it against us. He comes, we can come to him and say, Jesus, please forgive me for what I've done. And he never says, nope, nope. He always says, I love you. And now I want to skip ahead to verse 32, if you could, or 31. So I started thinking about this. And I know 
the majority of us here have all survived some sort of trauma or some sort of hurt. And, 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 and I'm just going to read it. Jesus left, and I'm sorry, I'm horrible with these names. I'm going to say Tyre. Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of, of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. And the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man and to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears. And this is the one that kind of grosses me out of all the Bible stories too, I know. But spits on his own fingers and then goes right into his mouth and touches the man's tongue. Looking up at heaven, he, and here's the other thing too I never noticed. I was telling you last week, I would, sometimes when I do these studies, I never notice. All right, I, you, know, you, you, you read the Bible and you just, you're trying to, I, I know I'm guilty of it, you're trying to get to a destination. You're trying to read the paragraph and like, oh, I'm going to get this reading in before I go to bed. But you don't pay attention. Looking up at heaven, he sighed and said, now why would he be sighing? I know if I hold my son when he was little and he was crying, I just, just hold him, just a peaceful moment just to hold him. And I believe this is what Jesus is doing. Holy Father. And says, I'm going to screw it up again. Ephatha, which means be open. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed, and he could speak plainly. And I, this made me think, Oh, and so, and, and did I, how far did I go? Oh, okay, I'll keep reading 37. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone. Well, the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf hear and, and gives speeches, speech to those who cannot speak. Everything he does is wonderful. And I can tell you, when I was a young man, when I was a young man, I was a horrible employee. A horrible employee. Because when I would hear, and, 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 and I wanted, I never heard things correctly. I grew up with a father with a heavy hand and a super authoritative man where it was just his way or the highway and you got cuffed up, cried beside the head or you were told something horribly, it's just, you were just, abusive words were hurled at you unbelievably. So I had no time to listen to what people had to say to me, especially a boss, a person in authority. And I think, and, and my speech, the speech is who I was and how I talked about people and how I, if I saw a person, I saw a girl, I saw a guy, the things I would say about people because I was hurt. I would look at that guy and go, you know, I would cut him into a million pieces before I even met that person. Or I'd say something so wrong about a lady I'm a, that it's embarrassing to say that I said those things. But I did because I didn't know I was so hurt. I would, didn't know. I mean, I, I tell you, the sole reason I went to church was to pick up chicks. And I know it's disgusting when you think about it. Like, really, I went, these girls, are, and thank God my wife is a strong woman because she was the last one I ever met. But I mean, obviously, obviously, right? I don't know why I have to put that caveat in there. But, the, but and my wife had, my, my wife is a strong woman. 
And my wife put up with no garbage whatsoever. And when I went to my wife and I started saying the things that always worked before my wife, she's like, give your head a shake. When I went to my wife and I said, you know what? This one's tough. This one's tough. I kind of like her. She's cute. This one's tough. I'm going to try and work every angle. And she's just been, you're an idiot. She didn't buy it because she had a relationship with God herself. Thank God for that. I can remember people giving me words of advice and I was deaf to their words of advice. I thought I knew better and how to protect myself. From the words I heard from my father, I didn't understand there was actually people out there that could express love to you. That I could say, you know what, buddy? I, you know what? I, I don't know you, but I'm going to treat you with God's love. And you know, it's impossible to understand that when you come from just pure a world of pure hate. When somebody gives you a suggestion, hey, Steve, maybe you shouldn't be cruising the church for chicks. You're like, beat it, loser. I remembered people telling me that. And, and, and I would say that, beat it. You're, really? What are you going to tell me to do? Like, I, had, I wouldn't listen. And then, and then when people, I can remember vividly, too, if people were saying words that, you know what, maybe you should start showing up to work. Maybe you shouldn't be calling in sick all the time. And I'm like, no. How, why would I come to work tired I'm, I'm, or hungover? No. And, and it, till finally, until finally, I became a Christian man. And I, and, I, and I reached for the cross and I reached for Jesus and understood. And, and, and that we talk about the blessings of the Holy Spirit and we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. To be able to hear properly without hearing that every word that comes to you is an insult. Other, it could be a word of love. It could be a word, and, and, and here's the thing, here's the big thing, gentlemen, and there's some ladies here, but is, is if somebody's telling what you're doing is wrong, they're not trying to hurt you. It's because if I'm a, what kind of father would I be if I went to Sam and Joe and like, keep on knocking like idiots, boys, it's all right. Keep on putting that pedal to the metal with your truck or keep in that horrible, disrespectful behavior that you're doing it's your own boy. You be your own human. What kind of dad am I if I don't give them direction? If I don't, and if they don't accept my direction. Not everybody that's talking to us is out there to hurt us. Not everybody out there has, it, it wants to hurt us. And, and, our insecurities get in the way of all of that. And I truly believe that Jesus touched this man. Sorry, I know I'm off like that. Jesus touched that man in his ears because that's where he needed his physical healing. I, I think about it because he has a specific way of working in our lives, specifically in our hearts, in our heads. And some of us physically on changing our future and changing the core of who we are. I mean, to the core. I was a mess to the core. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be the father I am today. I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't know. I remember my father telling me, yeah, I would look up to him like, why are you such a, I almost swore. 
<laughs> I really did. Why are you so mean? Is the cleaner version of what I was going to say. Why are you so mean? Why do you hit me and mom? Why do you hit my brother and sister? Listen, I, I never had a good dad. I don't know what an example of a good dad is. And I'm like, and now the most overwhelming thing I remember when my wife was pregnant with Sam and, and I'm like, I never had it. Those words rang through my head repeatedly. I never had a good dad. What am I gonna do? Legit fear, wide open, bulgy eyed fear. And I'm like, I have a good father. I truly do. I have a good father, and every word in here is an example of who to be and how to be that good man or person that you've always wanted to be and never thought you could be. And, and I truly believe that Jesus has a, oh, you know what, I guess the worship team should come up. I'm getting wrapped up, I'm sorry. Uh, it, 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 I truly believe that, that, that Jesus wants to touch us in that healing way. And, and I said, sorry, you guys, I got too tied up. I told you it was on coffee. And, 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 and. Thank God he didn't have any questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want. Grab a seat, everybody, just for a minute. I truly believe that every one of you men here. They're struggling with sobriety. Men and women are struggling with sobriety and keeping clean. This is the only answer. He's the only answer. He's the only thing to lean on. He's the only answer to every question on how to be a good man, how to conduct your life, how to carry you forward in your future. How to be, how to, how to, how to stay clean, because if your focus is on Him, it's not on. Verse twenty there, where we're on all those things that we shouldn't be focusing on. And 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 the the, I, I'm 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 not trying to be dramatic. I just. Honestly, I feel it, gentlemen. I feel it that every one of you could be sober for the rest of your life. I truly do. I believe it with every ounce of who I am. The, if our focus was solely on Jesus and not on who people... I tell you, all the men that I used to drink with, not one of them has ever called me since I became a Christian. Not one of them. I was always the guy that had a couple of bucks that always had a, something to drink. And then we'd come over and my fridge always had beer in it. Not one of those guys have ever called me and said, hey, Steve, how you doing? The Bible, said, and the Bible says, return. if we go back, if we go back to our old ways, it's like returning, like a dog returns to your own vomit, and laps it up. It's disgusting. I challenge you in your life of sobriety that instead of turning to the same group of buddies that got us into this mess, to the same family that got us into this mess, we turn to Jesus. Solely to Jesus. And he will touch our heart. He will touch our ears. He will touch our lips. He will touch our brain. 
And I would like to take a moment for everybody to bow your head. A moment for just thank you, Jesus, so much for your word. And thank you for your unwavering love for us. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you touch us where we need to be healed. That you touch our heart. That you touch our brains, our souls. That you take away our insecurities and that we are bold in who we are in you, Lord Jesus. We are a bold example of who you are an example of what a new man and woman is to be in your name. When we go, to, when we go back to our, 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 our life, when we go back to Hilland, when we go back to, to the van, that people can see a difference in who we are because, Jesus, you have healed our hearts. You have healed our brain. You have healed the cracks in who we are. And that you have taken away the busted pieces in us, Lord Jesus, and made us whole again. And I want to like to take another moment too for those of you, or any of you who've never reached out to Jesus before. And now's your time. That you've never said, Jesus, I believe in you and I want to make you my savior for the rest of my life. Raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, gentlemen. You can put your hands down. I thank you so much for each and every person here, Lord God, and I thank you, I truly thank you for turning my, for turning your words and just giving me your words, Lord Jesus, to share. And I pray a blessing over each and every person here in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry, or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.